all fun down there. All right. Now we got Tori, right, this morning? Yeah. She's a real gamesy type person and plans everything out. And so they'll have a good time. You know, we got to make it, for the kids, we have to make it um, enjoyable for them to participate in the God things that we offer. Amen? You know, so uh, I know um, Robin does a great job of organizing all that to keep it, keep it together and, you know, to, yeah. And make sure they have something they can, they can have. Well, did you come ready to receive? Today, you have the opportunity to receive a word from God. It is a word you maybe been asking for, or it could be a word you need to hear from God, but the Holy Spirit is here, and he's available to, for that. Come on now, if you, if, you, if you believe it, you'll receive it, amen? And what did Chronicles tell us? That believe in the Lord your God, and, and you shall be established, believe your pro his prophets, and you shall prosper, amen? amen? Why not us? Why don't we prosper today? Yeah. You know, every week you have the opportunity to place uh, a demand on the Holy Ghost and draw out of, out of God's gifts that we, we make available to you. As for us that minister to you, we are obligated by the word, by our callings, um, and our giftings to serve you. To hear from God, as it is, says in Revelations, he who has an ear to hear let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. And if there was ever a time that we needed to hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches, it's today. Amen? You know, I will be judged on what I do or don't do with the callings and anointings that are on my life. So I might as well do it for both our sakes. Amen? I receive, you receive, we both go home happy. Amen? Amen. So let's start off in Romans chapter 11. Verse 29. And it says, For the gifts and the callings of God are revocable. The King James Version says it this way. The King, it says the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. So, so what does that mean? Well, the Amplified Version really expounds on this very clearly. And it says this, For the gifts and the callings of God are irrevocable, for he does not withdraw what he has given, nor does he change his mind about those to whom he gives it, gives his grace or to whom he sends his call. All right, so then this is what, how Jesus set up the church. And in verse, and Ephesians, Ephesians 4, and verse 11, it says, And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry, for the edifying or the building up of the body of Christ. So I say this with all humility, I am God's gift to the church, but so are you. We are all here to equip, build up each other, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as some do, amen? We need to be together. We need to be, there needs to be that corporate setting. Some people will come to the, you know, come to the thought that, oh, they can just sit at home, they'll watch some you know, t uh, Christian TV or something like that. That's not the way God set it up. You know, he wants us together. He wants us to be able to gift each other. Amen? 
You know, and so I say that humbly because I know of myself I have nothing to offer. If I uh, didn't have an anointing to do what I'm called to do, I'd have nothing to offer. It's only by his grace that I serve in the gifting of the fivefold ministry. Pastor Jordan is a, is a gift to the church. He is a pastor teacher, is, is primary. He works in all the... Actually, I found that the fivefold gifts overlap. Um, I, I would, when, I, when we started the church, I'm going a different direction. But when I started the church, um, uh, I started it and I, I was the pastor. And I'm still a pastor, but I'm, I was primarily the pastor. But it was an apostolic thing I was doing, so I was an apostle. So what I'm saying to you is, it's not, you just can't just focus on one thing. You need to be available to the Holy Spirit for whatever he needs you to do at the time he calls you to do it. Amen? And so, you know, Pastor Jordan, he ministers prophetically as he shares what God gives him. We have a, a reliance on the anointing that comes with the office, with it that we are nothing. It was no different with Jesus. He had to get filled with the Holy Ghost had to spend some time with God, and with the Holy Ghost, had to spend time in prayer. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. And we don't boast about ourselves. All the glory goes to God. Yeah. Paul would tell the Romans, he said, I magnify my office. What was he saying? He says, I honor that which the Lord Jesus called me to fulfill, and if you honor that office or ministry, you can receive the gifting that comes with it. We didn't call ourselves, we didn't put our ourselves in this place when we're talking about the anointing that God has put on us we are not bragging on ourselves we didn't anoint ourselves you know we're talking about what God has done you know if that's God can we uh, get a word in <laughs> we, we hear from the Holy Spirit see different ways yeah yeah some, some of us get phone calls, obviously. That, that is so cool. That just played right into my message. Thank you. <laughs> Amen. You know, I, I, oh my goodness. For you that are familiar with how Pastor Wendy ministers, she will do pages and pages of notes on various subjects. <laughs> and then she'll come up here with those notes and she may look at them, she may not. She just goes off and preaches. So, so much like Pastor Jordan, he can preach. She, she, she preaches that way. But I feel the spirit of Pastor Wendy on me this morning. <laughs> I, I'm looking at my notes and I'm thinking, God, you've got something else planned here. Wow. You know? So I will, I'm going to do my best to stay on track, you know. Because I spent a lot of time on this, you know. I, I mean, I, I want to have the fruit of what I've done here, so. Anyway. We, we need to be confident. We need to believe that we are anointed to lead the flock, anointed to feed the flock, anointed in grace to operate in the gifts of the Spirit, to equip and to build up. We need to believe in that. You know, um, who was here for Keith Moore when we did the Keith Moore video? 
Keith Moore, amazing, te amazing teacher, pastor, uh, and um, and uh, so he was at Rama, and um, he was uh, he decided he was going to ask God. He he asked him to teach him more about the grace of God, and more in particular the grace of God on his life. And so God helped him out. The next day he woke up without the grace and anointing on his life, and he couldn't put two thoughts together. He, you know, he, now, he was head of uh, prayer and healing school, right? And he taught uh, healing in, um, in the school. And so it, it was a rough day, very rough day. He came to the realization that, you know, without the anointing, without the grace, you know, we've got nothing to offer. He had nothing to offer. He was musically inclined, and he couldn't even do music. Nothing. And thank God it only lasted one day. Yeah, so... He realized how dependent he was on that grace anointing. You know, the same thing with a lot of different issues in the word. You know, it's the same with healing. If we don't preach that by the stripes of Jesus you were healed, then you'll never know that healing's available to you. Um, Acts 10.38 says this, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit, with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. If we never preach that God wants you to be prosperous, we will always be in poverty. 2 Corinthians 8 and 9 says this, For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, and that you through his poverty might become rich. There is a grace and anointings to receive from the riches of heaven. But 1 John 5, 14 says, Now this is the confidence that we have in him, that we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. So faith begins where the will of God is known. You need to know what His will is for you. You need to know what is available to you. To you. you need to know what tools are available to us. You know, when we started the church, um, the message that needed to be heard at that time was the believer's authority. It was like the church was in crisis. Crisis of identity. Uh, there, there, that would be knowing who we are in Christ, all the benefits of our redemption through Christ and his death, burial, and resurrection, his substitutionary work on our behalf. There was crisis in, in, in its standing, and not only in standing in the world, where we stand in the world, but even, even, even more so right standing with God. Uh, the church not knowing that we we're above and not beneath, you know, uh, the head not the tail, more, more than overcomers through him who loved us, amen? Uh, there was a crisis over fear of the enemy. Scared of the devil. You know, these are the days that your faith and your beliefs will be tested. Not that God will be testing you, because God doesn't test the church, but the enemy will test you. Uh, you know, the whole COVID thing was a, they said it was the Chinese, but no, it was the devil. Um, it was an attack by the enemy, and most Christians failed the test, unfortunately. The fear of COVID caused uh, many to abandon their faith. Many churches split, and uh, it ended up divided, you know, dividing the vaccinated and the non-vaccinated. Many believed a lie. Many never even asked God, what would you have me do? You know, that's all they needed to do. What would you have me do? You know, and then not judge others. And not judge others. You know, it hit, it, it, COVID hit many other denominations very hard. Um, the Assemblies of God, which is a, 
an offspring. The Assemblies of God is like the um, Pentecostal assemblies, uh, assemblies of Canada, denomination here in Canada. They had 2,500 ministers that either died or left the ministry. Well, I mean, they've, they've got like 14, 15,000, you know, uh, ministers, but you know that that's a big chunk that left the ministry because of the whole COVID thing. And um, it didn't matter what they preached; it only mattered did they really believe what they preached. You know. Uh, Religious rituals and are going through the motions couldn't save them. The days of playing church is behind us. That's the test. That's the, and it's not God testing the church. God doesn't test the church. It's the enemy testing the church, seeing what he can shut down. Because he knows his days are short. He knows his days are short. Matthew 24 and 7. So prior to this, uh, the disciples are asking Jesus, what will the signs be of your coming and of the end of the age? And Jesus would answer this. He said, for nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. Uh, you'd be surprised to hear that 174 countries were at war in 2021. You didn't, I didn't hear about a lot of them, did you? But then you, there's a lot of countries that were involved together in war. It would be Afghanistan, the countries involved there, and so on and so forth. There was all that. You know, and, but there's so many others that are going on, smaller skirmishes you never heard of. That would be nation rising against nation, kingdom against kingdom, amen? There will be famines. Um, let me read you something I just read that the United Nations posted last year. The United Nations predicts a global famine of biblical proportions. It would be appropriate to look to the Bible for clues that might help avert disaster. UN World Pro Food Program 2021, famine fueled by pandemic may leave 300 million hungry. Interesting, the words used by the UN saying biblical proportions, and it would be appropriate to look to the Bible. And now we got our dear prime minister is trying to ban some fertilizers and like the Netherlands are trying to do and whatever and trying to affect our food growth, amen? Food production. Well, all the conspiracy, conspiracy, conspiracy theorists <laughs> rejoice in that. We just told you so. Pestilences. Now, of course, you got COVID. You got Ebola. You got monkeypox. You got all these other things. You got things that aren't even happening that, that they're saying are, are happening out there that just put fear into people. And earthquakes in various places. 16,864 earthquakes globally in 2021. You don't hear about a lot of this, do you? What's happening? All signs are pointing to the soon return of Jesus. You have Turkey and Iran and, and uh, Russia aligning together militarily to uh, getting ready for the Ezekiel 38 war. And the more reason for us to know God's will for our lives. For us, we need to know who we are. We need to know what we are. We need to know what we have. You need to know God's will for you, and you need to know what God's intention for his people. Amen? Yeah. I'm going to need you for that. I'm going to follow the Holy Ghost. You have to do ring lights with you. Um, Jeff and Sherry, you stand up? Please. 
Tilabaku sama shaminata surma na nashi kuyoto. Isondo koroti babashi limasunama kurotom dori de dishiki babasuta. Baboko ya mashashakuyoto sisi namata tan manio no no sukuyochi. For the winds and the storms have seemed to have raised up against your life, raised up against your home and against everything that you have believed in. So the wind and the storm and the rain has not come to take your eyes off me, but it has come to bring a shaking. It has come to bring a fulfillment of what I have purposed in you. I purposed on you to, for you to stand in a position of authority. I have purposed you to stand in a position of knowing who you are in me, that an anointing has coming upon you and has been coming upon you. You've known that I have called you, I've called you and I've called you for this day, for this hour, to walk in my presence, to walk close with me. So don't be taking your eyes off because of the storm and the winds that are blowing. No, 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 set them focused even more on me and you will find yourself walking on the water. You will be walking above and not sinking beneath. This is only happening because you're taking, you're drawing on the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Can we continue? Can we can keep going? Good. Good. You know, I, um, I when I got saved in, in back in 1975, um, I, I started to receive favor and grace. Uh, no matter what job I did, I always ended up at the, as a boss or or a boss. Um, and it didn't hurt that I, you know, I, I started doing what the Bible said, and whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord, not unto men. Um, I was living out what God's intention was for his people, was to be the head, not the tail, above, not beneath. Now, unfortunately, I backslid after a, a period of time for about five years. But even in that period of time of the five years that I was backslid, um, the favor and the and the grace never left because and I had the call on my life, you know. It was like God was going to pull that back because it doesn't take, you know, he, he doesn't draw back. It's irrevocable, amen. And so I, I continued on in that, and uh, from the that time and still today, um, I've walked in supernatural favor. You know, uh, I choose God's blessings, and um, it. it, it it followed me into the secular world 
and especially now within the church world. Uh, you know, un understanding God's intent for his people and walking it out was, was what I looked after. And that's why the believer's authority was God's intent for his people. We have to understand, you know, what authority the believers have and walk in that. You know, I, I love favorite scripture, De Deuteronomy uh, 30, 19. I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing, therefore choose life, though both you and your descendants may live. Now, how do you choose life and blessing? James tells us the answer. Out of the same mouth proceeds blessing and cursing. You say it before heaven and earth, I choose life and blessing. I choose life and blessing. This is the confession of your faith, and it's how we release our faith in what we believe. You need to enforce or use your authority to walk out your choice. What is your choice? Let everyone know what your choice is. Amen? Kristen, Tracy. Kori dama si sobo shandai si kambai. Mana shakai ma soto ba diki chinji koro totondo marida randa shakulo limo sita mama shokobo tika mama sa sakuri brondi shishikara mama sa sure motokia. And yes, enforced transition has been uh, yeah, part of the life at this season. A transition of coming from where you've been and a transition of going to where I've ordered your steps to be. And so I've called you and I brought you into a place and a time for such a time as this that you would walk <laughs> with joy. You would walk with a, a freedom. You would walk and live with such a, 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 a showing forth of my presence. Your hospitality and your hearts for being with people is showing forth out of you. Your care and your thoughts for my people come up before my throne of grace. And I hear you crying out on their behalf. And yes, 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 you see many answers on behalf of those cries. And so the anointing and the calling that I placed upon you is for this hour, for this time, for this season, and for this place. And so step by step, step by step with joy, enter in and, and accomplish and just, just be free. To be me in you. Amen. We were down at Selwyn Outreach uh, Center a few weeks ago, and uh, when Billy Burke was holding some miracle service, and as usual, I was expecting to receive from the anointing. I was putting a draw on the Holy Spirit for a word or whatever God had for us, you know. And uh, He never, never disappoints. I think you've heard the, you know, the Jordan or someone mentioned that, you know, we would end up anywhere and we'd be called out or, you know, we'd be ministered to or whatever, and it's just because we knew how to draw on the Holy Ghost. Amen. And Barb, you're just pulling like crazy here. So I just hear the Spirit of the Lord, and I hear your voice calling out and saying, but Lord, what about me? <laughs> what about me? What about me? And I just want you to see and to know that my heart is for you and drawing to you. My heart knows everything that your heart says. My heart is for you, not against you. My heart is to bring you up higher 
where I am, where there's no strife, there's no division, there's no envy, there's none of that, but just heart peace. I just speak peace into your heart and into your mind that that which you have drawn upon and desired this day will come to pass. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure how you do this, but it just sort of. <laughs> we, um, so the word of God, and, but in, and Barb, you'll remember this because you were there, uh, something that Billy Burke had said. He said, you can't defeat a full-time devil as a part-time Christian. Um, and that's another reason why we cannot forsake the assembling of ourselves together. Why we need to come together and need to support and help each other and pray for each other and so on. And he's definitely full-time in our day. He knows his time is short and Jesus is coming back soon. Complacent Christianity uh, will allow the enemy to kill, steal, and destroy. He takes no prisoners. So, nowhere in the Bible does it say that we are to pray to God for him to do something about the devil. There are at least four cases in the New Testament where we are told to deal with the devil. First one's in Mark 16. This is obviously after Jesus rose from the dead. And in verse 16, verse 15, and, and he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons. That's, we will cast out demons. In my name they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. This is the calling that falls on all believers, not just a five-fold ministry. Ephesians 4.27 says, Nor give place to the devil. That's talking to us believers. We are to give him no place. I like to say it this way. If the devil is in your space, put him in his place. If the devil's in your... You can say it this way. If the devil's in your face, put him in his place. It's under your feet. Amen? Amen? High above all principality and power and might and dominion. Amen? We're seated, seated on the right hand of the Father. That's where we're seated. That puts a lot of things under our feet. James 4 and 7, Therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. That doesn't say he'll flee from God. It says he'll flee from you. 1 Peter 5, 8 and 9, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, Seeking whom he may devour, resist him steadfast in the faith. <laughs> what, one of my favorite things is that the devil flees when we praise God because God inhabits the praises of his people. That's in Psalm 22 3. But thou art, ho o holy, o thou art holy, O thou that inhabitest the praises of Israel. And I think, you know, you just, I, I know I've been told not to sing. They won't let me sing in the choir. But I can praise God by myself. Yes. I can praise God anytime I feel like it. Yes. Amen. You can praise God anytime you feel like it. Amen. That brings God into this scenario. Yes. Amen. Yes. And that'll scare off the devil. Amen. Yes. 
Amen. We need to tune our hearts and minds to the God channel. A daily word from God is needed. You know, manna from heaven is not stopped. Manna was a daily food to sustain, to strengthen, to empower the Israelites while they were 40 years in the wilderness. And it physically it stopped for them as they moved out of the wilderness into the promised land where they could eat the, the, you know, the, all the produce of the, the promised land. But while in the desert, they had this manna every day. And they'd have to collect it every day. You need to collect a word every day. You need to collect a word every day. Keep up your strength. I believe God is instructing his church on how to remain victorious as the devil turns up the heat in these last days. Part-time approach or a complacent attitude will leave you missing God's best for us at this time. You know, check out, check out the seats that are around you that are empty. This is, this is what the devil is doing to try and uh, defeat us, to discourage us, and so on and so forth. There's people that should be here receiving of, of a word today, should be receiving from God today. So let's pray. Just let's pray with me. Father, we thank you that there, there are people to be in these seats. There are people here, Christians, that need your help, your support, need building up, need to be equipped. And so, Father, we come against the one that is restricting them from coming. And, Father, we thank you that we can be a part of having them grow. You've got a corporate prophetic word. For I know where you are, and I know where you should be. And I'm speaking for where you should be, where I've asked you to be. You can hear my voice calling in the distance, and I have not called you to be in the distance. I've caused you to be in my presence. And so when you hear the voice and it seems distant, realize, man, my God's calling. He shouldn't have to call. I should be listening for every whisper. For when I let my head lean at Grant's breast, he does not have to raise his voice. He only needs to say, my child, I love you. For that's where I've called you to be. To come boldly before my throne and to sit with me. I've not caused you to be over there. I call you to be with me. Because that is your place. That is your home. And in this season, I'm having to call for many of my body. But no, the time has come. Draw into my presence. Draw into my presence. And rest with me and hear the words of my still, small voice. <laughs> Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Can I keep going? Craig. Komba tinashiko son naimato kariotorotoshi chichi kile bababa stuta bababa shamakuto sisitin bisil bokundai yacha cho sikamba soriti. Yes. There's been times that you thought that's it. I'm done. But no, there's a work to be done. 
There's a great thing that I have set before you, that I have placed within you, that I put within your heart for you to breathe it out. Breathe it out and put it into motion. Breathe it out, speak it out, put it into motion, and see me go before you. See me run before you at a pace I know that you can keep. <laughs> at a pace that I know because I've blessed your feet. At a pace that I know that I've put within you everything that you need to accomplish this task. Now go, fulfill. Dylan, Melissa. Boshaina Sukambaki Bocho Mosita Kai Mamatu Bichi Kilama Masusu Koborondo Shishi Mira Babranda Shakyoto Suso Tambako Manjikilama Masusuri Bekin Bichioto Mosiko Borro di Zioto. And yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes. Awesome that you're here with Sakapo. I have called you to be strong and to be equally yoked together. Strong and yoked together with me. My yoke is not burdensome. My yoke is not heavy. But it is easy. It is light. When it is done in me, it is done with uh, um, my grace and my favor and my strength upon you. For I have put things in your heart that I know. <laughs> that I know that you have spoken with me about. So be patient and allow the things to be put in order. For the season is not quite there. The season is being prepared. The season is being put in place for you to walk into with ease and not a burden. Amen. Cameron? <coughs> An entrepreneur, an entrepreneur, a studier of my word, an entrepreneur of my word. As you go about your day and doing your job and doing the things that I have ordered your steps to do, you are a sharer, an entrepreneur. You are busy doing my work. And I see it. I see your heart. I see the godliness of your home and of your and so I have, I, I just see a floodgate, an increase, an increase of my word, of revelation into my word, that when you open your mouth and speak to these people that I've placed in front of you, that an anointing will come upon them, an anointing will come upon you, and my word will go forth with a fire, my word will go forth with a love, and such a compelling note that you will draw them into the table of my presence. Draw them in from the highways and the byways and the sideways and everywhere they've been, that you will be placed in a position of drawing. You are an entrepreneur of my word. Mm. Jesus. Hallelujah. Send with us Luke ten nineteen. Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Those are red letter words. 
red-letter words. That's Jesus talking to his church, saying, you have the power and authority to deal with the things that are up against you. Amen? Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Jesus. 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 Hmm. Hallelujah. Hmm. Ah, got one more. Sorry. Okay, stand up. Kombia shishom masasa na matitokochi. Patsina matanya machana makota. Boronda to kiti si baba shorto, so mama marco boria chichi na katitarai. An anointing to triumph, to triumph over all the works of the enemy. An anointing and a calling to break the burdens and the yokes and to set the captives free. The anointing that has come upon your life is in a one that will break down the wall that have been set around to hinder you. Your anointing will break through. It will break through and it will come up higher. And so I know that there's been times of discouragement as you look around, but Lord, I, Lord, I pray. Mm, I pray. I thank you for their hearts, Lord. I thank you for their steadfastness, their overcoming presence in you. And Lord, I just see, I just see their steps being ordered. I see their lives being changed. That a moment in time has come and a moment and an anointing has come, has come upon them. It has come for this time and for this season and for this place and for this word and for this encouragement and for these people. The anointing, the anointing, the anointing that breaks the yokes, removes the burdens and the anointing that calls them to come up higher and allow and a love, an embracing love, an overwhelming love, an overflowing love would fill your heart and your mind, that it would flow forth into every part of the ministry, every part of your thoughts, every part of this church, every extension would be seen, would be seen, it would be seen, it would be filled, it would, oh, my love makes room, my love makes room for me, and so mm, I feel that love of God just like it's it's been placed in a box and it wants to come out. It wants to come out more and more and more. And as the enemy's wall is torn down, his love never fails. His love triumphs. Hallelujah. Above all, your love triumphs above all. We call them above, 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 above it all. And I thank you, Lord, for hallelujah and expansion. Whew. Get ready for an expansion. For I'm pouring out my love into this place. I'm pouring out a tangible presence of giftings and loves and, and equipping and, and word that comes from my very heart. A word that flows from the very heights of heaven that will flow through you as channels, as vessels, as, as my love keepers. <laughs> you are a keeper of my love in this place. 
And so my love and my word will flow forth with a greater anointing, with a greater presence and a higher dimension that you've not been aware of. Yes, there's more. <laughs> there's always more in me. And so get ready to receive more. Glory, glory, glory. We, uh, will you keep this going? Always come with expectation. Always come with a demand on the Holy Ghost. It may not play out like this. It may just be some, you know, a word or whatever, but I'm just saying, let's keep it coming. Let's just, you know, make the Holy Spirit aware that we are going to put demand on Him and what He has for the church in this day to keep things going to the last day. Amen? Amen. Amen. Pastor Jordan. You know, it's so true what Pastor Robin said about God knows where you're supposed to be and he'll often give us words for people that didn't show up that morning. It'd be like, oh, I've got a word for that person and they're here and then you're like, you feel the heart and it's like, nope, they're supposed to be sitting right there. And sometimes we make it too easy for the enemy. One little bump along the road, no, I'm going to stay in bed today. No, I don't want to go to work today. No, you, you got to be where he needs you to be when he needs to be there. And usually when an obstacle shows up, it's because it's trying to keep you from something God yeah. Yeah. has got for you yeah. in that yeah. moment, yeah. in that day. Yeah. In just a moment, our, our word care team is going to be up here at the front. They would love to pray with you, believe with you, agree with you. Whatever it is you need, avail yourself of them. But it is offering time. Amen. Glory. Hallelujah. You know, it's funny that uh, Pastor Robin started off this morning talking about the different graces, you know, that God puts grace upon your life for what it is that you, you need to do in that season. Because what I had planned for offering today is in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 7, Paul's talking about grace and he says, but since you excel in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in complete earnestness, I can't see the background there. Let me clear the back. <laughs> One second. I'll get this together. It says, in complete <laughs> earnestness and in the love we have kindled in you, see that you excel in this grace of giving. Yeah. And Paul was talking to the Corinthians here. He's like, come on, you guys know how to under pull on grace for faith and grace for speaking and grace for knowledge and in earnestness and in love. He's like, I want you to excel in the grace of giving as well. Come on, in the body of Christ, let's talk about it. We might as well just be honest. When we look across the body of Christ, when you say, you don't have to give, you get to give, most people go, well, I won't give then. No, God said as a man purposes in his heart. That's a conversation. We go before God and say, God, what would you have me to sow today? Because if we're talking about a farmer, if he says in the spring, I don't want to sow in the fall, he ain't got no crops. Right. And so when you get to decide your harvest, when you come to your planting time. And so Paul told the Corinthians, excel in the grace of giving. He says, and, and I'm not commanding you, but I want to test the sincerity of your love by comparing it with the earnestness of others. He's saying, I'm giving you the opportunity. What would you want to sow? For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, so that you, 
through his poverty might be rich. Giving is a grace that is available to you. And he says, what do you want to do? Are you going to ask me what I think? Or are you going to do what you think? Because when we ask for his thoughts, we understand his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. His ways are higher than our ways. And he knows what you need to be sowing in this season. Because he knows what the next season holds. You don't. And so Paul says, excel in the grace of giving. And so just as Paul said, it's not a commandment. It's a freedom we get. It's a freedom we get. We get to say, God, what would you have us to do? And so, Father, we just ask, what would you have us to do this day? We ask for your wisdom and for your thoughts on it, and we receive it liberally in Jesus' name. Amen. So if you want to give today, you can do so at wordchurch.ca forward slash give, or there's uh, envelopes in your seat in front of you and basket at the back, whatever you choose to do. We just say thank you. But excel in the grace of giving because it's a grace that's been made available for you. Well, Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this time, that this opportunity that we've had to set aside for you. And now as we finish out this, the physical service, I thank you, Lord, it just continues with us. As we gather for coffee and conversation and as we go about our week, we thank you for this opportunity we've had. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You guys are blessed. Let's have some coffee.